0: And sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast.
1: I believe 99% of the selling is done in the consultation. And when my consultation is confident, strong, and I've said it over and over and over again, it's just a muscle memory that I can just, nobody can trap me, nobody can object, and I don't have a comeback. You know, like I have so much comeback because I'm so strong in my delivery.
0: Hi everyone, today I have Sue Bryce back on The Portrait System and we talk about something that seems to be underrated yet is extremely important for your business and that is brand clarity. Sue talks us through how having clarity can equal more income and she also discusses what you can do in order to achieve a brand that is clear and concise and that makes it so easy for your clients to decide to book you. I hope you will listen to and implement what Sue teaches today because while I may not have realized how crucial brand clarity has been in my business, it has definitely been a pivotal part of my success. You can hear this plus so much more on today's episode with Sue Bryce. Hi, Sue. Hi, how are you? I'm good. It's so nice to see your face in person. Well, sort of in person, but...
1: I like video podcasts. They're definitely the best.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, so when I asked you... What did you want to talk about? Right away you said brand clarity. Yes. And I'm wondering before we like dive into just all the details about it, what is brand clarity and why were you like why is it that what you wanted to talk about today?
1: You know, one of the most incredible things about teaching future mentors and future instructors is I always say to them you don't know what you know until you start teaching it. And so much of my business model that I teach is just real experience, but it's not until I went to deconstruct it and really work out how I broke that down, was I able to teach you guys how to do it. And one of the things that really came to me through um, the other side of my brand, teaching it to other people, was I had this phenomenal brand clarity and a lot of people don't have it. And it's both like a gift And a curse, and I'll tell you how I found my brand clarity first, and then you'll just get it, was that when I started my business, I'd been a photographer for 12 years. I had photographed 100 weddings at that time, and I knew I didn't want to be a wedding photographer. I would rather stick pins in my eyes than shoot a wedding, and literally two pins each eye. Um, I would leave with a migraine. But, you know, what I learned was phenomenal, but remember, it just wasn't my thing. Um, and I didn't want to photograph babies, newborn, boudoir. Uh, well, even though I kind of do glamour boudoir anyway, it's just not what the niche I wanted. And I keep just returning to the same niche, which was 80s glamour. And I just wanted to reinvent it with natural light. And obviously, I did that from the Mario Testino shoot of Lady Diana. That was the real turning point in the 1996 where I was like, that's what I want to shoot. I want to shoot this modern glamour niche and that's all I wanted to do. It was what lit me up. It's what sparked me. It's what um, really just just set fire to me. Like I just wanted to take everyday women through this incredible makeover glamour experience, just like the 80s, but modern. And when I grabbed hold of it, I remembered I was struggling with my identity massively. Like, what was I? Was I a portrait photographer? Was I a fashion photographer? Was I a wedding photographer? And, and I remember just not knowing who I was. So the clarity I well, got you got I some got pushback, first, though. Oh, like, didn't you- oh, before I even get to pushback, let me get yeah, yeah. to here. Clarity first. The clarity was simple. That's all I want to shoot. But everyone told me you can't create a business without offering babies and families and weddings because you're a photographer. And I was like, yeah, but it's 2001. And all I want to shoot is glamour. I want to have a makeup room and a glamorous studio that looks like you've walked into a makeup area in a mall that's beautiful and with all the branding and imagery that you see, but it's us. It's everyday women, right? So I was kind of there. I got that clarity. Everyone told me it wouldn't work. But I knew one thing. It was all I wanted to shoot. It was all I wanted to do. So why would I shoot babies and families and weddings when it just didn't light me up? So I built that business around that niche. And uh, my business was called, you know, You, It's All About You, was my tagline. Uh, I had before and afters, which clearly showed contemporary glamour, And then I realized something. I niched myself as a glamour photographer. And even though that is that I had to do a lot of education to bring people back to what contemporary glamour was, it worked because I found clarity and I found a niche. And that niche, like that niche was like the thing that pigeonholed me, but also the thing that um, took me straight to the top But it wasn't the niche. And a lot of people are going to hear that and go, oh, do I need to create a niche? No, you don't need to create a niche, although it does help. What it helped do was give me so much clarity around who I was, what I did, what I offered, uh, the style I shot, the experience I offered, and then the service I offered and the product I sold, all was very clearly from that. Now, that's brand clarity, You can look at my website, see the before and after gallery, know as soon as you see it, what it is, who it's for. Um, So, you know, I would do a shoot, say, with six girls. And I'm like, I'm telling you right now, video it and film it and photograph behind the scenes because then you make a PDF just out of that actual experience and that now is a product. And I call that Girls' Day Out. So I was defining my products based on my genre, based on my business model, based on my brand clarity. And then I had so much clarity because it was just easy to understand. And a lot of photographers will argue with me and say, I don't want to niche myself. And then I say, fine, but make your niches and your brand clear then. Like separate them in a way that it's very distinct that you're a portrait photographer, but you photograph multiple genres or demographics. And the clarity starts to come. We know we don't get income until we get clarity. Because in order to get income, you have to make a valuable offer and you have to know what your product, service and experience is because the more you know what that is and can describe it, beautifully and with value, then the more they're going to understand that offer, right? And so clarity is just making sure all of your social triangle are connected and speaking the same language. The name is congruent. The brand is congruent. The message is clear. And I believe this is probably one of the biggest things people uh, struggle with. But once they get their clarity then, oh boy, you're unstoppable because you actually have a really powerful voice when it's very clear what you want, what you have, what you offer, what you do. So the work has to be done in building that system and you only get clarity by building a system. So gosh, that was a really long answer and I apologise, you can absolutely break that down now to as many different ways you want.
0: Well, in, in hearing you just say that with clarity comes income... With clarity comes income. That, to me, is such a powerful statement. Because if you're all over the place, like you said, and your clients, your potential clients have no idea what it is that you're offering, you're not going to be booking.
1: So you're going to, a lot of people are going to see this and go, okay, my brand is clear. And here's the thing that you don't understand. Your website and your folio gallery is not going to sell your work. It's just Mm. showing your work. Mm It just exists Mm -hmm. as, as those are your marketing images. You know, companies that don't create their own marketing images, get them from stock photography or hire photographers to create imagery for them. The marketing you create is actually the product you sell. So it's really easy as your product's getting better to put it out there and say, look at this beautiful product, right? People can see that you're a photographer, but they have to see themselves in your gallery. They have to see... Themselves in your brand, and when I was photographing, you know, my demographic is basically women from seventeen to seventy. Like I have this really broad demographic because I cover four genres, uh, four sorry demographics very strongly in my in my um, system. I love doing mother and daughter shoots. I love doing girls' day outs. I love doing best friends sisters, you know, double shoots. I love doing. Um, family, mum and child. So I have all these combinations that lead to bigger sales that increase the volume of people coming into my studio. And those are the most dominant questions you ask in a consultation is when, like, who do you want to be photographed with? And then it connects. So what I'm looking for is brand clarity. I'm looking for going to your website and seeing you and your brand, knowing who you are, meeting you on your website, seeing you in your social media, and then making sure that they all connect. And I call it a momentum of service. A sales system is simply every touch point you have with a client, you're going to turn that into a system that gives them a question or an offer that takes them to the next stage in your system. And they're being educated, they're connecting with you. So as you create your sales system your goal is to create more clarity okay more clarity in how your brand speaks
0: yeah you had said you know talking about filming you know the behind the scenes and i think that has so much to do with setting the expectations for what the client's going to get from you as as a service so like with hair and makeup for example or using the language of during their photo viewing during their photo reveal or when my client got her hair and makeup done and you know, oh, we did some photos in studio and then we had it outside. It's like putting out there exactly what you do so that your clients hear it over and over and the expectation is already set. So, so that you they just know said it what they're getting from you.
1: You just said the magic. It's about knowing what you offer and do so that you say it over and over and over. You see, when you say it over and over, the first time I say it to you, let me pitch you like a brand new photographer that's trying to sell you on a photo shoot. So I um, can, like, I, I've been working at home and I, I'm building my folio. So I've got um, a studio space I can um, rent and, you know, I'm not clear right now. I'm not certain. I'm nervous. I don't know how to say this in a professional way, but I'm trying to act professional. And ultimately, everybody who's broken through selling in our network and has gotten to a two and a half thousand, three thousand dollar consistent average and has a profitable studio and is moving into the intermediate um, group can give you complete clarity around what they do, what they offer. I can tell you my prices without looking at my price list and I can do it by looking you in the eye really confidently. Um, that's practice. That's just practice. I can tell you the multiple ways that I can photograph you while I'm answering your objections. So. If somebody says, well, I'm not really someone that likes wearing a lot of hair and makeup, uh, so one of the most important things I'm going to tell you is how you want to be photographed is more important than how you think I want to photograph you. Yeah, I can yes. offer you any type of final result that you want if you communicate to me what you want. So I believe 99% of the selling is done in the consultation And when my consultation is confident, strong, and I've said it over and over and over again, it's just a muscle memory that Mm -hmm, I can just, mm -hmm. nobody can trap me. Nobody can object and I don't have a comeback. You know, like I have so much comeback because I'm so strong in my delivery. Now, how do you get there? You just got to keep saying it and practicing, but you only get there by doing it, right? And yep. you get so good at saying it. I can guarantee every person that's broken through to the higher averages and, and is consistent. I could challenge them, cold call like I could get just pull them up out of the out of the audience at Portrait Masters and make them do their pitch on stage, and they would be able to do it. Like it, they might shake a yeah. little bit or be nervous in front of people, but the fact that they know their foundation and can yeah. really communicate it—that's clarity, and it's also power because yeah. that's income. Because at that point, I've crafted an offer around an experience, a service, and a product that I know I love and value. I'm giving you the option to accept that experience. So I'm like, Nikki, would you like to be photographed with your husband and your boys? Or would you like to have the kind of session that is just, just for you? Like as an empowerment for mom, and maybe you tie it into your branding and your marketing for your business. Well, Nikki, do you see that you could do both? You could have a private session with me and we can invite the family at the end. When you really think about that, um, you know, obviously your brand and marketing is super important right now, so we could just pull that, focus on that, and then focus on the family at another time because that's the best part. You're now my client and I can see you again and again. Also, once you've purchased my sitting fee and bought images from me, the next shoot, you are going to get a gift voucher for to come back with your family. So, I am going to reward you to do that anyway. Yeah. So, right now, I want to focus on what's most important to you. If branding and personal, um, if your headshots and personal branding for your business is really important, let's start there. We can photograph the family later in the month or in summer. Like, yeah. I want to give you options so that you are like, oh. I'm going to do my personal branding with this woman. Then I'm going to take my family back, or I might get her to come to my house because I want to be your photographer, and I want to, like, give you that service to stay connected to me for the next five years, and I would love to be able to do that for you every year. Um, And that, to me, is clarity. It's simply I can make an offer to you, and I can do it with confidence, All you have to do now is make a decision. Now, I'm not selling anything to you. I'm giving you choices. And when you get choices, you're like, okay, wow, this is pretty cool. So first, she's giving me all these options to serve my business and serve my family. And it's really the choice. You might go, no, I don't want to photograph my family. I really just want to focus on my business. Or you know, you might say, I just want you to photograph the kids and not me, in which case I'm going to tell you to exist in photographs. I'm going to give you every reason why, as a mom, you should be in there with them because I know I'm going to take a priceless photo that your boys will love for the rest of their lives. Now, that clarity comes, confidence comes from clarity. And you think it's the other way around. You think, when I'm confident, I'll be able to say this clearly. But no, this is just a practice conversation that I have repeated around 6,000 times, maybe more over the last 20 years. And I'm really good at it because it's practice. Is it selling? No, it's just offering with desire and value. And then you're kind of just educating them on how much it could cost them if they like everything. And that confidence, that clarity makes an offer. An offer is a choice. And what happens when they say, yes, you made a sale? So where there's clarity, there's income. And when there's desire, then there's more interest. So if you can create that clarity and that service and that experience and then tell that story, show those behind-the-scenes images and say, this could be you with all your best girlfriends having the day of your dreams dressing up, drinking champagne, eat cheese and crackers, go out that night because you're all going to look like a million dollars, right? So every single touch point, every interest I have, I can attach to an experience, a shoot and a style that leads to a momentum of service that then plants seeds and desire. She's telling me I could do this with my kids and my husband. She's telling me she can create gorgeous personal branding that looks like I'm on Vanity Fair, and she's also telling me she can, like, give the experience of all my girlfriends for a girls' day out and it doesn't take me long to work out which one of those you are most drawn to because I'm looking at your face and I can see you going, oh, that is a great idea. Yeah. And that looks like an amazing experience. So, you know, there it is. It's right there. They are really getting excited about something you haven't created yet. Because at that point, you're selling the idea that they're going to love their portraits as much as the people in the slideshow that they're seeing. (laughs) So delivery is then the next step. I've got to deliver on what i promised and deliver on the service and then follow through.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking in so much of what you teach, this is all like wound into everything that you teach. You teach how to create a sales pitch, how to write an about me page, how to show behind the scenes, like so much of what you teach incorporates this. And when I think about my own experience with getting a lot of inquiries, but I wasn't booking all those inquiries. Now that I've been doing this for so long and I have such brand clarity, it's not very often. When I get an inquiry, I usually book it now. Because I've, for so long, people know what I do. They go to my website, it's clear. They go to my Instagram, it's clear. I talk about it all the time. So I book so much more because of it, truly. This
1: is one of the best, one of the best ever. Let's change perspective to the client. Okay, I want you to just be your client for one minute. What's a client going to do? So first of all, a client might think or need a photograph. Like maybe they need personal branding and headshots. Maybe they are having a family reunion. Maybe they want a Christmas card. Maybe they saw a girlfriend have a glamour session. Maybe they did that. So what are you going to do? What are they going to do? Step one, your client is going to either Google photographers and that's where your SEO is going to straight away put you on the map. Okay. That's their step one. You haven't even talked to them yet. They're just looking at you. Okay, this step one is to Google photographers and then they might come across your website or a blog post or a strong SEO around the word they Googled, say headshots, biggest Googled word in the world for photography. So it's a great SEO word. So let's say they get there and they get to you and because of your SEO, because you took the time to watch the SEO class and do it yourself because it's phenomenal and it changes your business, you just got bumped up to the first page in Google and now you're in the running, okay? Step two, your client is going to find your website or they're going to get a referral from a friend. And I have a 100% referral rate, so I set up a referral system at the delivery of my work. So whenever I'm delivering portraits, I will say, um, Kate, I would love your referral. It would mean the world to me. And I'm going to give Kate some gift vouchers or some connection point so that Kate goes and tells everybody, because as soon as Kate shows her girlfriends my images, they're going to call me. So best they have a gift voucher already in their back pocket, because then I know I can flip them instantly into a shoot. So they're going to find a website. They're going to look through your website. And obviously at this point, they're probably going to connect to your social media because if you've got your social triangle set up, they're going to find your Facebook link and your Instagram link on your website. And your Instagram link should go to your blog or live feed to your website, because those three are your social triangle. That's where you book, where you create your ads, your sales page, your landing page, your funnels, and that's your outward social media profile to talk, offer, show your work, show your clients, show your testimonials, and connect. That's the little funnel in, right? So your client is now either already on your website, looking through it, already on your social media. Do they connect? Do they all say the same thing? Are they connected so that when you're posting on Instagram, it's posting and populating to Facebook at the same time, but you're organically posting, also updating your website? The three of them are speaking loud and clear, and they each have a different purpose. So you want to make sure that they're connected because then you're only updating one instead of three. And as soon as I see a disconnection in that social triangle, I know you're not speaking loud. I recently just reviewed a photographer. His Facebook page said... Um, his Facebook page said lifestyle portrait, his Instagram said headshots and personal branding and his website said portrait and glamour. And I was like, they look like three different brands. None of them were congruent. None of them were connected and there was absolutely no clarity. So step three for your client now is they have to see something in that triangle that they're going to now reach out to you. And they're either going to email you, DM you, or text you. Um, very rarely will they call. They'll call if they have a gift voucher, but they won't call if they've just seen you. So by the time they've reached out to you, they're already on their third step of looking at you and you have not communicated once. So if you can't look at your website and your Instagram and your Facebook and say, is it obvious? Is it easy to understand? Does my brand speak loudly? Do I see me in that feed? Am I in this message? Do they see themselves in my folio? Am I photographing people that are the genre that I want to attract, the age group, the style? Is it congruent? Does it speak loudly? And then are there, like, desirable offers? Are there questions that are just answering? Am I solving marketing problems? By asking the right question, like um, everybody says they're not photogenic. Do you agree? Yeah. And then you can ask that question and then solve that problem because that is an objection and objection just needs more information, right? So all of those offers, you want to make sure that they're all speaking really well. Understand that by the time you receive that DM, that message or that email, and this is a modern world. We don't get to speak face-to-face. People will put a filter of contact between us, and that's usually a DM or an email, because they're really going to make the next decision based on price and how easy you make it to book and take the next step. Now, every time you connect with a client via email or personal message, every time you send a message back, now the ball is in their court, and you have no control And you have no control because they have to make some decisions. So you've got to make sure what you're sending them has questions, offers, choices, and desire built into it. That's why we create the PDF, because that PDF is going to make them want to call you for a consultation to learn more. And if you can't speak clearly in that PDF about what you offer, what you do, and what to do next, they are not going to take the next step. And that is to book you. Now, they're on step four, but you're only on step one. You haven't even had the chance to pitch these people yet because they haven't reached out to you, because they don't know who you are. You don't even have an about page. So they're not going to ring and ask to speak to Sue because they don't know who Sue is. So it's this weird thing that you are suddenly built this brand that doesn't communicate and you're not in it and it's not clear. And you really have to um, go through step-by-step, tick every box, get somebody with an outside perspective to give you really good feedback. Mm -hmm. Like You know, that's going to help you communicate everything you need to communicate. But honestly, the knowledge, the confidence, the communication comes from you. The website, the Instagram, the PDF, the pitch – Even what you practice, they're just tools to get you to the next step. They're just tools, and you learn them. They're just sales skills, and you just learn what to say when, what to offer when, with value, so that they can say yes or no. That's what selling is. It's not emotional. It's not rejection. It's not validation. It's not, am I good enough? It's a service you offer, and then you put a price on it with value that people say yes to.
0: Yep. I read somewhere there was a statistic, I think it was like you have six seconds for someone to be on your, whether it's social media or your website, to decide if they're going to stay. And I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about what are the things that people do wrong. Recently, I was looking at a, a makeup artist. I was looking for an out-of-town shoot for a makeup artist. And so I was looking at website. I, I didn't really love the website. It didn't say that they did any sort of photo shoot work. It just said weddings. but I thought, oh, I'll check their Instagram. I went to the Instagram. The last post that they had made was in August of 2018. I'm like, oh, they must be out of business.
1: Yeah. That's the biggest mistake people make is there's no consistency. And people have no consistency because they say they don't know what to post. And I was like, but you could just post one photo and publish the name of the girl and one paragraph about her and it's enough. You're not trying to get followers that are photographers. You don't need to post your settings. You don't need to post a pullback of the lighting. I do that because I am an ambassador um, to brands and I'm an educator. That makes sense. My audience want to see the pullback shot of my lighting, Um, but your client wants to see themselves in the girl sitting in front of you. So the behind the scenes has to be focused on her, not the lighting and not the photography settings. It's on the experience. And that is seeing a girl being pampered and, sitting there and then watching the results come out. And in your mind, they know what that is. They understand what that is because they're seeing the experience. And, and you know, in our social media now, I can hit Instagram and see a Vanity Fair or a Vogue shoot posted by, um, you know, the editor of Vogue UK of Angelina Jolie where they are changing her clothes, doing her makeup and interviewing her and talking about and and doing this whole thing. And I see that in my social media as a everyday person looking at celebrities. And I'm like, that's the experience I give, except for your Angelina when you come to my space. And I'm like, I see that everywhere. That's what we see as women. That's the experience we see. That's why I built this experience, because I wanted people to know what it felt like to be a Kardashian. To have makeup artists and lighting and people around you and wardrobe. And ultimately, that was what I was most excited about. And that was 80s glamour.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You brought up a good point. I see this often that photographers, when they are trying to build a business and a clientele, they're speaking to other photographers. I mean, I see it all the time. Your clients don't know. You have to speak in layman's terms. Like you said, it has to be relatable to them. So what are some other things that you think people, where they go wrong when they're trying to build their clientele when it comes to brand clarity? Okay.
1: So I see a lot of people uh, resist the label Um, portrait photographer because they maybe have come from more of a commercial zone and there used to be this sort of pushback where commercial photographers and fashion photographers were cool and portrait photographers were like old Uncle Bobs from local towns. And I'm by no means cool. You know, I'm older, I'm certainly not a fashion icon or anything like that, but I have created an amazing space and a great experience that is very commercial-like but it's for everyday women. I see a lot of people resist that, and I resisted that. I, in my first website and my first business card, I'm not ashamed to admit this, I've admitted this a lot. I called myself an editorial and fine art nude photographer. Why?
0: Oh, right. Why? I don't even really know what I that means. Portrait. What is that you know? Editorial yeah. like,
1: portrait? No, I called myself editorial portrait and fine art nude because I don't know why I did a lot of kind of fine arty type nudes and but they yeah. weren't like fine art nudes at all. And I also did a lot of um, you know. Just portraits that were a little bit more special. And so I wanted to call them something. But I'm not speaking to my people if I call myself that. I'm speaking no. to other photographers with an ego, trying yeah. to describe myself better. This is a true story. Uh, at the time, I had done a fashion shoot. I got paid paid $380. I cried afterwards. They treated me so poorly. It was a bad experience. I did a portrait shoot that afternoon. She spent $3,800. She was an amazing woman. I changed her life. She changed her life. We had this amazing moment. I created a beautiful folio of her. This is in the mid, late 90s. And in that moment, I was like, that's what I really want to do, but I want to tell people that I'm that. And then I was like, oh, that's my problem. Portrait's not cool. I better make it cool. So I was always that kid that just had to make it cool to feel good about it. And then I realized I wasn't just owning portrait. So I stood up and my voice shook like a crazy person. And I was like, my name is Sue Bryce. And I am a portrait photographer and it took me a long time to own it and then infuse it with value because I had this idea that portrait photographers weren't cool and people told me they weren't cool. So one day um, I decide to launch my glamour studio. I'm totally don't call it a glamour studio, but glamour, the word glamour does is in my brand. It's just not the word and it's just contemporary portrait, but it's glamour style, right? And we go to dinner and those two cool fashion photographers were sitting there and one of them goes, aren't you like (laughs) a glamour photographer? And everybody just looked at me and inside I was just burning with humiliation, like glamour was 80s and bad and they were insulting me. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, I said, you know, it's been a really big year of growth for me and my identity, but my studio made $21,000 last week did you make that last year? <laughs> and I said it like a completely a-hole way. I was trying to defend myself with ego. And, but the truth was is they both looked at me completely humiliated because I had broken through my clarity and my money block. In that moment, I learned how to say it, receive it, and speak it clearly, and they had not not as fashion photographers. And fashion photographers can go on to make incredible amounts of money, but they have to own their identity and really own their work. And I got there and they didn't. And I, in that moment when, yeah, I can own this, I can be proud of my business, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we just had a massive year and broken through. We had a high average and we were consistent. We were shooting 10 shoots a week. So I knew I'd created a service experience and Clarity and I loved it and I was proud of it. And the prouder I got, the clearer I got and the stronger I got and the more energy and tension I put out there, the more bookings I got. And then it became almost like magic. I was just getting so many referrals from my clients. It was like I wasn't marketing, but I was. It was just, I just had to get to that place where I could just say it with strength and clarity and, and excitement and own it like own it
0: it almost it goes back to that just making it obvious and easy like do people even know what an editorial fine art what like what does that even mean nothing I I know it has like we know what it means because we're in the industry or whatever but if we don't make it easy and obvious to people for what we do, they're, it's just confusing to them. So that's so such a, you know, it's I even important. drew my
1: portraits, Nikki. I tried everything. I tried to sell skincare products, and then they would spend $400 on skincare products and nothing on photos. I tried to sell <laughs> pampers sessions. I tried to sell manis and pitties, but they're not here for a mani and pity. They're here to create portraits that so they're going to spend thousands of dollars on, and I'm avoiding it, right, by trying to put right. all these pretty things in the way that they'd spend money on, and then they spend money on everything but me. And then I realize I'm selling everybody but myself. Yeah. They are not yeah. here for mani pities. They are here to create incredible portraits and work with me as an artist. And that, when I broke through that and I started to be really clear about what I offer and what I do, it just keeps coming because you're just, as I said, offering with desire.
0: Yeah. You talk a lot about connect, educate, deliver. And I, and it almost seems like this brand clarity and, and putting it out there, making sure clients know what service you offer And feeling proud of it and confident about it. That's all mixed in with connecting, educate. I feel like you're doing all of that at at once with with Brand Clarity.
1: So that's the point. And even though I say that on repeat a thousand times a day like a crazy person when I teach, I still feel that people don't get it. The connection is the time where I know that you're either on Zoom, you're my new client, Nikki, and you've literally been through three steps to get to this consultation. I am seeing you for the first time. My job is to go, hey, Nikki, how you doing? My name's Sue Bryce. I'm just going to walk you through everything I do and then ask you a whole lot of questions about what you want. But you won't know what you want, Nikki, until I tell you what I do, Right. And right. I want to do that in a way that I'm watching your face. Because when I say, Nikki, do you have children? And you say, yeah, I have two boys. I go, how old are they? And I go, oh, my gosh, do you want to be photographed with them? And then instantly you go, oh, I'm giving you the first option. And instantly I'm going to see by your reaction your response. And then I say, um, Where do you work? Are you in business? What are you doing? Oh, okay. So we do these amazing personal branding. Yes, actually, that's how I got your number because you photographed Marie and she lives next door to me. I love them. So I'm calling you now. So again, you've now seen my work, my website, my Instagram. You called me because you want photographs and whatever Marie had, headshots and personal branding, that's probably what you want. So I already know this and my job is to get you to like me. Because I want you to like me, and I'm going to get you to like me by simply digging what you do, giving uh, – I use my intuition. I really – if people talk a lot, I listen more. If they don't talk, I ask more questions. Um, I never once set it up in an uncomfortable way. Have you ever been photographed professionally? Is one of the best questions you can ever ask anybody, because if they have, they've already been educated – if the person that educated them is a shoot and burn, they are not going to know what professional prices are. If they've been photographed professionally and paid a professional price, maybe even more than you, like let's say they've been to Nikki Klosser and spent three grand on family portraits, oh, I know they're already educated and I'm going to give them three grand's value. If not more, I'm going to I'm going to take better photos than that Nikki Klosser because I <laughs> want a $5,000 sale and if she got you to three grand, I can get you to five because you're already educated. Like, I want to ask all those questions because I also want to know where you fit in my demographics. Like, are you going to be a family portrait and a personal branding joined together? Or are you going to be two different shoots? But I worked it out pretty quickly. You've got a lot of girlfriends. I can tell because you're the sort of person that's talking about networking and marketing. And you also responded when I showed you my girls' day out. So I'm walking you through everything I do. But as I'm doing that... I'm giving you clarity around what the experience is and I'm making it desirable and fun and I'm really watching you to see what you're most drawn to because you're going to give me all the information I need about what you want. And as long as I'm connecting with you and you trust me, like me, and then I educate you on what it's going to cost. I want to take the fear away. I don't hard sell, okay, Mm -hmm. but some people spend $400 and some people spend $4,000. Nikki, I want to walk you through my packages right now, but you will not make those decisions until you've seen your portraits. And remember, you haven't photographed them yet. So all you're doing is making them feel safe that they're about to make a good decision in your business. And then you're educating them on what it could cost if they give you more of themselves, like if they really talk to you about the type of shots they want, really make an effort to get their outfits, the colors they like, the styles they like. If you really learn what they want, you can deliver, man, because you can go for what they want. And then when they come into that sales room, they're already sold. You heard them. You saw them. You knew what they wanted. You created the experience with desire. You made it fun. They like you. They're like, this is cool you do this for a living. And you're like, yeah. And then they go in there, I was just photographed by Sue Bryce. And then they tell all their friends and all their friends want to be photographed by me. And then when you get on the phone, the friend of Marie, I know what Marie got. I know what she told you. I know how I photographed her. And I know that you're probably somewhere around there. So I'm going to keep talking to you. That's connection. Education, education, is when I communicate what I do, tell you the price, make you feel safe and happy about it. And then delivery is when I book, follow through, give you my presence, my time, my service, my artistic creative skill in equal exchange. I'm going to love that session as much as you because I feel so incredibly grateful to be able to serve my clients for thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars. What a gift I have to do this job that is not a job. And then that experience is going to make us richer and closer because I've loved every minute of it. And when you leave, I'm going to make sure you leave with my physical priceless because you didn't have it in your hand because you talked to me on Zoom. I'm going to make sure you touch, feel, and know what all my physical products look like. And when you come back, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, this is the hardest part because now you have to wait 10 days until you see them. And I'm going to get them so excited. I've got goosebumps because I can feel it. And then they're going to leave and they're going to wait their 10 days and they're going to come in and I want to give them a viewing experience that makes them go. And to me, the sale's done. They know what it's going to cost for that big folio. They touched it, they felt it, and they heard the price. But they were like, I won't get the big one. And then they're sitting there going, I'm going to get them all because I love them all. And I don't remember selling once in that process. And then there's so much clarity and value that how can you not move forward? You've taken away everything you fear, not being good enough, being rejected, having someone say no to your face or worse, tell you you're not good enough. And that's all we fear. So if you can create that system and get that clarity, practice. I used to practice on the beach. I used to walk along the beach with earbuds in and go, my name is Sue Bryce, nice to meet you come in for your consultation. I would do all my words, my scripts. I would get good at saying my prices over and over again. I used to laugh that the people living on the beach probably thought I was a crazy person because they're like, oh, there's that crazy girl walking and <laughs> talking to herself, you know? And that's how I did it. And you don't get to clarity and confidence without that practice.
0: You love what you do. I know... I have brand clarity. You clearly do, the way you talk about it. And I have for so long. You're so passionate about it. I got a message from someone the other day saying, I like to do different things. I'm constantly pivoting my business. How do I know where to stay? How do I know what is best for my business? So what about the photographers out there who are like, I don't know what it is that I want to do. So how do I clarify my brand?
1: Well, you can't sell clarity when you have no clarity. (laughs) And... Jumping from genre to genre is avoidance. It's called Ah. perfectionism. If I just go to this one and then this one and then this one, like I tried newborn and I was good at newborn, but I wasn't as good as the three top instructors, so I just gave up newborn. I say, like, then you didn't love shooting newborns because it's not about being the best newborn photographer, it's about mm-hmm. being the best service provider, right so and then if you tried glamour, but it was hard, and why are you not staying there? You don't love each one, so move on and find a genre you want. But when you love it and you don't stay because of what reason, fear or you're not practicing enough, so you're not getting masterful at it or you're just not going towards mastery because you're not spending the time there. You've got to, it's got to light you up, Mm -hmm. but it's also going to be difficult because that's not easy, what I just said to do, to get clarity and say it with clarity. That might take you seven years, but if you intentionally go after it, you're going to get it. But for people who jump around, okay, Nikki, I often hear this. Sometimes my dreams are so big, I'm too scared to go after them. Okay, that's called inaction because your dream is like 85 steps over there, but you have to take the next step. And if your dreams are too big, you're never going to take the next step. That's a lie that you tell yourself to feel better about yourself because you have big dreams. And they're so big and scary, you almost can't walk towards them. And of course, you're never going to walk towards something that's over there. You have to take that step and break it down. So, People will give you every excuse to not lock on to clarity because they have no personal clarity. And when they have no personal clarity, it's because they inside want something different. And they have to answer that question. I can tell them where they're lacking in clarity, but I can't tell them what their heart wants. Only they can tell me that. Great. Yeah, so if you want something else in there, like if there's a secret little desire in there and you're jumping too far ahead or you think your dreams are just too big, you're not creating the next step. So there's avoidance there. Break it down.
0: Okay, so what do you think, Sue? What do people do? Let's say I know what I want. I'm so passionate about what I do. What what are my next steps? I mean, obviously you said make sure that you're you're Instagram, Facebook, website, it's all congruent, it's all up to date. What are some other steps people can take to make sure that they are?
1: Let's look at you first. I just reviewed three photographers. Out of the three photographers, they were all men, Uh, portrait photographers. None of them had strong genre or demographic clarity because they weren't locking in that, that fluffy stuff, but that's important. But more importantly, neither of them. None, no three of them did not have a three by three bio. And you know, my writer three by three bio is powerful and strong. Yeah. They could have had that on every single triangle, right? Connecting there. None of them had an about me page. Now, if I am the photographer or client and I'm coming to your website and your social media, the first thing I do when I look on your Instagram is, do you exist on this feed? So... I don't know what you look like, right? I'm just following your Instagram, but you know how every, like, so many posts, it says, hi, I'm Nikki, and then I look at Nikki, and I see your face, and there you are, Nikki, and I'm like, oh, that's Nikki. Now, when I go to your About page, I want to learn about you, but I'm not going to read, like, hi, my name's Nikki Klasser, and my dad bought me a camera when I was seven years old, and I like fluffy bunnies and cupcakes, and I was like, bleh okay, I'm not (laughs) going to be your client because gag order, like seriously, your dad bought you a camera when you were seven? Whose dad didn't? Like everybody got a camera at some stage and you hear these dumb things and it's like, what are you giving me? Like I'm the client. I'm the one spending thousands of dollars. Like shouldn't you say, hi, I'm Nikki Klasser and my job is to take incredible photographs of you. So let me help you do that. And, you know, you've got to introduce yourself be part of your brand. If you have no confidence, put a still and write your three by three and make it about your client. If you have confidence... I want a video up there, I want you to introduce yourself, I want you to be on YouTube, I want you to be on Vimeo, I want you to be on Instagram, Reels, Instagram Stories, populates Facebook Stories, and it's just, hey everyone, my name is Sue Bryce, and I want to walk you through my studio, it's just a 10-minute video where they look at you and go, look at this chick, she's got this cool business, we do this, we love doing this, and you're confident because you're there. Now, I didn't exist in my brand for the first 20 years. And it wasn't until I started to exist in my brand that I realized I didn't feel confident existing in my brand. So I had to do some self-development and self-value work, you know, work on my confidence. And again, it's just practice and being able to do it. So it's like everything. I mastered my skill of portrait photography. I mastered lighting. I mastered posing then I mastered selling, then I mastered marketing, and each level of my business, I mastered one after the other to have the business that I have now. And so you've got to look at it like everything is a skill and everything is a system. But that clarity is everything. We start with you first. Also, look at it like this. The fastest way to sell portraits in your studio is to have a portrait of yourself. Have you paid another photographer $1,500 for a beautiful big 16, 24 framed wall portrait. If you haven't, I suggest you do. It tells your clients you value paying for photography. It tells me you value photography. And then your beautiful portrait is there in front of everyone saying, look, this is me. I did it too. Um, That should be in your social media. Everything you do about you should be Elevating you as a business owner, as a photographer, as a service provider, a connector, and a person that can share their voice. And as you grow, you're going to put yourself in there more. So just start with that about page and make sure it connects and make sure at least every two months you introduce yourself on Instagram and say, hi, new members. I'd like to introduce myself. Where I need to are you do that. I have done that
0: very yeah. long time.
1: yeah. And just constantly speaking to them like you have something wonderful to offer and share.
0: I mean, it sounds like it's such a balance between putting yourself in there, in your brand, and making sure people know you, but also making it all about the client.
1: Okay, there's two people here. There's the one that's going to be more in their brand because they're usually really good looking or eccentric looking. Okay, I'm not really good-looking and really eccentric-looking. So I'm not different. I don't have tattoos. I don't have, like, a mohawk or anything different that makes me kind of unique. And if I dress like a photographer, then you're likely to find me in a bun with a black top and black pants on, so I'm not a fashion icon or even that interesting. And I'm also 49. Like, I don't want to be the selfie girl because it's not my demographic or genre But if you are that, if you're uh, eccentric looking, you're a bit different, maybe you're quirky. You know, you don't have to be good looking to be the face of your brand. You just have to have some X factor, whether it's like, maybe you have facial tattoos and and piercings and you're just such a groovy person and your voice is amazing or like there's something that connects to you. And like, I don't want to be in my brand because it doesn't suit for me to be in my brand. But if you're confident and you're that sort of person, then that's going to be part of your message and story. And so it's going to translate to the people that are attracted to you and your work as a human being because people who are like you, like is a like this, right? Like attracts like. So you're going to attract people like you. So whatever vibe you bring, as long as the intention is pure, you will attract people to that intention. Uh, I just don't, feel like I should be all over my brand. I want to have a strong about page, a strong bio connecting what I do and a strong voice speaking about my work. I'm already in the work. But to see me in behind the scenes, to see me experience stuff like that and then to talk to me or hear me talking, that's the fastest way for you to know me and like me online.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love a promo video a two-minute promo video or a showreel or even a one-minute Instagram video, people will go to hear you talk and see your voice. And you can show as many like retouched stills of yourself with your hair blowing that you want, but when they walk in, they're going to see you. So, And it's all from here, right? Everything that comes out of you, not what you look like. So you've got to own how you look and be that voice and find that voice.
0: And put it where people can easily find it. Yeah. Because we are a sea. There are a sea of photographers. A sea of business owners. Be the, You have to be the photographer that people want to book. And like it's, it's yes, like you said, it's your. So look media, at your website, your website from
1: their perspective. It's got to be the client perspective. Like when when they look at your website, is it clear who you are, where you are? Did you know ninety five percent of photographers don't put their location at the bottom of every page? And whatever page you land on on somebody's website should tell you where they are. It should also have their you know so true. Um, their terms of use and service, and it also should have the Los Angeles base will travel the world. Whatever it is, it should have where you are. Are you my person? It should have a fully accessible contact page. It should have an absolutely connectable triangle. So I should be able to find your Facebook and Instagram. If I didn't find your website from one of those, I should be able to get to those easily. I should be able to reach out to you, contact you and get an amazing PDF automatically sent to me. And I should also be able to understand what you do and be able to buy a gift voucher to do a session from your website whilst you're sleeping. Because you've got to put gift cards on your website so that people can purchase them. And that's called making money while you sleep. You're literally waking up to the purchase of gift vouchers that then people will absolutely purchase of you.
0: So you you talk a lot about systems and just putting a system in place. And so for the the startup, the 90-day challenge, where we have 12 weeks of of different parts of your business, I mean, to me, that seems like such a great way to get these systems together, to schedule it, to do it, to have accountability around it. I mean, do you think that is something that helps with brand clarity?
1: The the 90-day challenge is 12 weeks of a different week is a different area in your business that you have to learn. Like, we start off with the studio, basic studio setup, right? And then we sort of start with Um, camera basics and then we go lighting and we just move up but every single area you can hit as a beginner or you can literally go back through the 90 day challenge and look at everything that you did here's the thing the first time you go through the 90 day challenge you're more folio building focused so you really just look at all the shooting videos and then you go lighting posing and bounce back to the main library because it's so big but you kind of avoid the pricing, product, all the P's and the presentation P's, the PDF, the pricing, the packages, the products, um, all of those things are the tools in the portfolio, the tools you use to sell and you tend to avoid all the P's. So often you'll get to the end of the 12 weeks and you're like, I'm not selling. And then I'll go, okay, show me your P's. I want to see first portfolio, second PDF, third priceless products, packages And I just walk them through, like, how are you selling to me if you don't know the answers to all of these? So when you go back, what we're doing um, live is the 12-week review or the 90-day challenge review. And we actually have a review system now where you actually can tick off everything in that system that's missing. And you can really go back and say, I avoided selling week because I really don't like selling or I didn't want to sell or I said I watched it but I didn't activate it. I didn't finish right. my products, my price list, my packages. There was no clarity around what I was saying or offering. And that's where I see people avoiding. So they have to look back at that 90 days and over that period of time go, "What what subjects or verticals did I jump over and not clearly define?" And I think that's going to get to you. It's going to give you a lot of sort of clarity around what you're not clear on. <laughs> so yeah. you oh, can totally. do this as a 50-50. You can do this, pay a mentor to give you, you know, good feedback. You can do this with somebody who's in the group, an accountability partner. You can do it with another member, another photographer and review each other individually. Don't do it at the same time because you'll get mixed up on who's asking the right questions. And make sure you just go through that list and really ask yourself Have I made it clear that this is this? Have I set up that basic system? Have I practiced saying this? Have I locked down my consultation? Have I locked down my first pitch? Is my first PDF interesting, enticing, gorgeous, informative? Is it too wordy? Does it have too much money in it? Is it repelling? Am I stinky or am I giving value and service? Am I asking the right questions to get the right answers to go to the next momentum of service. And then you start to see that everything was intentionally taught to you for a reason. Because every single part joins the next part of the step system. And then if you make this offer and you offer three packages and they say, yes, they're going to be buying one of your three packages unless you screw up the (laughs) shoot. Okay. So let's (laughs) say you didn't screw up the shoot, and then they've already been educated and excited. Then you photograph them and let's say you did really good And they came in and they went, we'll take that low package. You are selling, my friend, and keep going now. And then Mm -hmm. you're just going to keep offering those three packages because why? Small, medium, and large, madam, what would you like? And then you just simplify and make it clear. Simplify and make it clear. And you're going to realize this whole time that you didn't know what to say. You were just confusing the hell out of people, not connecting with them, not educating, Uh, and not getting the opportunity to deliver the final product for the final amount. Whilst you're learning all of that, you have to raise your value. Because throughout all of that, you're learning to speak, serve, and give with value. And if you don't feel valuable, like I didn't, it's going to translate into low sales, drop sales, rejection, and bad feedback because you're not bringing a valuable energy you can say all the words you have to say and get a sale. But when you say the words you're supposed to say, deliver on the product you say you can deliver on because you practiced it and you're getting good at it. And then you can truly value it and bring value to the space. So instead of being like nervous and, and looking for validation, like please tell me I'm good enough. You're walking in there going, I am the artist. I am the photographer. I am the creator, and I am being paid today to create something for you. Tell me what you want so I can truly see that vision and create it for you. And then I'm working from a place of creation and confidence, and that is the gift that you get to. That is not Mm -hmm. something that you hope you get to. That's why you practice this and become masterful at it, so that you can get there and then give from that place. And, And that place is powerful and it's clear and it attracts income and then you receive that income with equal exchange because you know you're worth it and you know you delivered on what you said you were going to deliver on. And that feels like, again, my, I have goosebumps, goosebumps just feeling it. I feel professional, capable, powerful, talented. I don't know why I say that because I know it took me 30 years to practice it. Uh, I feel worthy and I feel like I have something to offer and and it's expensive but it's not really because it's really amazing and I know that and that took me the longest time but the clarity brought me to there and I think that's like the message that I have to keep communicating value clarity and Mastery is practice. Malcolm Gladwell, that consultation, 10,000 hours. I'm Malcolm Gladwell, that shit. Like I <laughs> knew it. I loved it. I had my 10,000 hours of photography. I had 10,000 hours of consultation, 10,000 hours of selling. And when I read that book, I was like, how can you not get to mastery when you practice like this? Sometimes what we feel about not being good enough is just not practiced enough. Get busy, yeah, man. Totally. Yeah.
0: Totally. Yep.
1: That's my message.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I think sometimes people don't put enough stock into Brand Clarity. And I'm glad, I'm glad this is what you wanted to talk about today. I think this is really, really going to help a lot of people. And just in, so people have some direction of how to and what to do. So thank you. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, I always say to any of my students, at any time, if I meet you at a workshop If I meet you at a conference, if you come to Portrait Masters Conference and you're in a crowd with 700 people, if I call your name and you tell me you are sustaining an average and you have a business, you're paying taxes, you are an operational business, then you should be able to get up on that stage with that microphone and give me that pitch and that consultation. You should be able to do it with clarity. Yes, you'll be nervous, but that doesn't matter. You should be clear. You should be filled with giving and service. And you should be able to do that for me because that will make you the strongest, most powerful business owner and seller in our industry. Awesome.
0: Everyone out there, you hear that? If you're going to come to the Portrait Masters, you better be ready. Well, I'll do
1: that too. Uh, I no. will call you out yeah. and walk you up that stage <laughs> myself and I'll stand there and I will hold your hand while you it's, bumble through for them though.
0: <laughs> It's their benefit. It's benefited me so much to have my pitch and just to have everything just locked so, in. Just
1: you just got to lock it in. Lock in mm-hmm. the priceless. Mm-hmm. Lock in the product. You can't have clarity until you lock it in. And the only person you have to lock it in with is yourself. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then here's totally. the thing. Start looking at your website and your social media like you're a stranger that doesn't know who Nikki is. And then change it so it's clear who Nikki is. Okay? And... Just have a look at your brand. Is it all speaking together? Are they saying the right thing? And are are you making offers? Offers and choices and just enticing people with what you do. And really stop overthinking it. I'm asking you to make it clearer and simplify it. I'm not asking you to write essays and, you know, just simplify everything. Master one thing at a time and let that speak clearly through your mouth, and find your voice. So you're going to instantly push back. It's either going to be, I can't be the face of my brand, so work on yourself. I can't receive money for my craft, so work on your money. I can't master my craft because I can't choose a genre. Then choose a genre. (laughs) you're fighting back against something you're not doing. So why are you arguing with me? The first thing people do when they come to my platform is tell me my business model won't work in their town, area, or country. Mm -hmm. Even though I have proof that it works all around the world with me and my students, they will tell me that. And then they'll tell me all the reasons why. And I've heard them all. I've just got to tell you You can't get to mastery without choosing what you want to do and just focusing there, and then you can't get to clarity until you can say it out loud. But when you do, that is where you find confidence. So just practice talking to yourself, your mirror, your children, your dog, or film it. Film it on your phone. Watch yourself talk. It's empowering. You know, it's how I learned to speak to a camera. When there's nobody there, it's really hard to do.
0: Well, thank you again, Sue. As always, I look forward to our next chat.
1: Wonderful. And I look forward to a whole lot of brand clarity and a whole lot of people asking more questions about how they can be clearer, speak clearer, speak with more confidence and simplify everything that they're saying and just make it enticing.
0: Yeah, and if people have more questions around this, they can always ask in the Facebook group and I'll you know, I'll text you if it's a question that I can't answer or... Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a good
1: one. And cool. remember, February, uh, yeah, if you're ahead of time, February is our review. We're going to walk through it together. And then you can do your own review yourself tick by tick and really, really look at yourself and say, what area am I empowered and which area am I disempowered? And you have to empower that area. Thank you. I'll Until see you next soon. time.
0: Bye. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.